0: episode 13 Ooh. so it's the scary
1: number spooky
0: <laughs> have you ever been in a building and there
1: hasn't been a 13th floor yeah i live in regional victoria they're usually quite short uh,
0: um the third 13th House on a Street ever exists. They get rid of that because it's the spooky house.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, well... This wasn't a very good intro. I think I'm just going to jump into the thing. No. Well, there's another Friday the 13th coming, apparently, so... Ah, oh, there's
0: always a Friday the 13th yeah, coming. Yeah, and It's usually bad. The only good one is the one where it opens with the James Bond intro. Because James it's a... Bond intro?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's this Friday the 13th one. I forget what it's called. The Spy Who Scared Me. <laughs> I think it's called Freddy Lives or something stupid. (laughs) It opens with this like a parody of James Bond and like he walks up and he like throws a machete at the screen (laughs) instead of shooting it or something. It's a very silly film. Jesus,
1: okay.
0: (laughs) Hello and welcome to Nerd Out Spinoff or Nerd Out Consumption. Haven't we decided on that? Maybe.
1: I don't know. Do we want consumption or consumed? Ooh,
0: Nerd No doubt consumed. No doubt cons. I think no doubt consumed makes it seem less like a food show. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, true. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this is the show where we uh, catch up. Myself and my good friend Reese. My name is Sandra, of course, as well. And Reese is here.
1: Yes, I am. Hello. That's
0: a very roundabout way to say it. But I think I, I think it's going to be a roundabout sort of episode because it is episode thirteen, and things are not what they
1: seem. No, we're not recording at our usual time either.
0: No, it's. Middle of the afternoon Well, it's the late afternoon
1: It is It's usually evening that we do it And then I have to speak quieter towards the end of it Because everyone goes to bed That's true In this one, we can yell! (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Whoa! Do we have much to yell about? Um,
0: maybe So, Hmm. on this show... We ask the question, but before we ask the question, some news came out today as of recording, a few days as of release, that I think you're going to be interested in. Hmm. I, like you, I'm sure, are pretty excited for Matt Reeves and Rob Bat, Bat and Bat's movie, uh, (laughs) The Batman.
1: The Yes I Am. (laughs) which should be out next year.
0: I don't know. I might get some announcements at Comic-Con, I'm thinking.
1: The only thing I'm not excited about, about that film is the name The Batman because he's called Batman, not The Batman, and it just drives me mad to hear that.
0: Okay. Yeah, look, that's fair. Um,
1: it's the opposite of the Doctor in Doctor Who where everyone calls the character Doctor Who and I go, no, it's The Doctor. Mm. In this case, it's just Batman. <laughs> yeah. And my little nerd brain goes, Grr! The Batman comes from something when I can't remember what it is. I bet it was the original name for him, but it just doesn't sound as natural anymore.
0: Batman, I I don't mind it, but I can see, um, yeah, I quite like how um J- James Gunn referred to his Suicide Squad movie as the Suicide Squad as a joke, and now the names are stuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, good, <laughs> and it's the actual name, which is good. Well, it should be considered the definitive live action Suicide Squad movie.
0: Yes. Hashtag release the air cut.
1: Um, actually, yes, I, I support that Because actually it sounds like he was done over as well Warner Brothers, get over yourselves Stop doing over your directors
0: Yeah oh, Look, they did a good job with Birds <laughs> of Prey And probably Aquaman <laughs> And Shazam was alright Yeah have you, have you seen that yet? Yeah, I have, oh, I loved yeah. it Oh yeah, it was in the end of year episode, of course
1: It was, yeah Because I don't watch many movies <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> Okay, so uh, The Batman yes. There has just, just been announced that on HBO Max Matt Reeves, along with the creator of the show Boardwalk Empire, Terrence Winter, Ooh. they're going to write and executive produce a show, a spin off of, of The Batman, Ooh. which is going to be focusing on the Gotham
1: PD. So it's Gotham then?
0: Yep. <laughs> oh, good. Except uh, not focusing on the villains. So the first 13 episodes of Gotham <laughs> yeah. is going to be this show.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And they won't. Muck up the timelines where they had old-timey guns and slightly outdated cars, yet still mobile phones, and all of Batman <laughs> villains were introduced within his first year of exactly not even being Batman because he becomes Batman at the end of the show. Yeah, I really liked the show, but there was a little bit of a mix-up there. I think
0: <laughs> I liked it as well, but yeah, it was a bit all over the place. I really liked how they introduced Poison Ivy as a thirteen-year-old, the same age as Bruce Wayne, but then were like, "Oh, we can't do the cool Poison." Art poison ivy stuff let's make her fall in some goo and then age her up so she's 20
1: and then we could sexualize her <laughs> Woo! <Whoa! laughs>
0: <laughs> um that's no, it's it's a fun show yeah it is i like it but yeah this seems like it's gonna be more serious so yeah the mm. first few episodes of gotham which i actually preferred I, I know a lot of people didn't really like how that show started oh, i
1: did. I, I liked them yeah. I, yeah I quite preferred the um i'll be honest i'm still only really in season one so ah. Oh. That's fair. But I've heard a lot about how it evolves and I've, I always saw news about which villains were coming in and stuff like that. Mm. I couldn't avoid it. Yeah. And I know that there are multiple versions of the Joker, it seems. It sounds confusing. Kind
0: kind of, kind of. The Joker is more of a, um, idea. Idea. Yeah. I like that. I like that.
1: Yeah. I feel like Batman and the Joker basically should be ideas. Mm.
0: There's a lot of good stuff in that show. I mention it all the time, but I love uh, the Court of Owl stuff. Ooh, that's in there. And I love um, the Penguin had a crush in the Riddler for a season, and that was very funny and very
1: good. Oh, I love Robin Lord Tyler, or Taylor, who plays Um, Penguin. He's great. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, he's he's excellent. And um,
0: Fish Mooney was really good as well with Jada Pinkett smith coming in mm. for a season she was great there's some really really good stuff in that show There's is also just some stuff where it's like why <laughs> so yeah they've just gotta stretch it out for 20 episodes you know? yeah they gotta do that thing but anyway mm. um i'm excited for this show though on hbo max
1: i feel like hbo is going to become the new it's going to be the hbo dc universe at this rate pretty much i mean which i don't have a problem with
0: yeah Doom Patrol's on there now, which is a big one. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, obviously going to be a big yeah. pushing point, getting a lot of people in there.
1: I hope it's not called that, though. Just call
0: it Justice League. <laughs> yeah, true. I think I think there was a Green Lantern TV show in development over there. I know Ooh. they're working on a Wonder Woman animated show as well. So, yeah.
1: Well, Snyder actually said he wanted to have Ryan Reynolds' cameo yes. in his justice league film which
0: sounds amazing
1: <laughs> which i assume would just be the the flashback that we got to the battle where the amazonians were fighting was it dark side in that um no it wasn't dark side it was what's his face i think that was i don't know i can't remember that forgettable film um yeah. <laughs> but anyway that flashback where we did get green lanterns mm. in this current dceu or whatever it's called because they keep changing their mind
0: yeah there was going to be a green lantern plot point I think. Ooh, okay, yeah. I don't know because one of the um one of the army men is Martian Manhunter, and I think it was going to be linked to him. I can't remember what the actor is, but he's in Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. and Everything it was going to be revealed that he was Martian Manhunter.
1: Oh right, yeah, no, he's uh he's in Dollhouse as well. He was really good. All right. But I could see him as much a manhunter. He'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah they were going to kind of loop that in with a Green Lantern plot. Um, again, I think this is when Justice League was going to be two movies instead of
1: the one. Mm. So yeah, I think they should have kept it that way.
0: I think so. I think say what you will about him, but I think Section Nine should have just done it, <laughs> just just finished the film. Yeah, like they should have just waited for him to be ready to do it after what happened.
1: They shouldn't have been driven by their greed. No. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we've we've talked a lot about that. Also. I'd just like to speak out in support of Ray Fisher. Mm. Um, if he felt uncomfortable in the workplace, he felt uncomfortable in the workplace. That is just that's just a fact. Mm. I I had a job previously where I was actually uncomfortable in a workplace. It wasn't acting or anything like that. Um, it was just a day job sort of thing, and I had to quit because it was actually really bad. Mm. Um, so I can relate to that. Um, I'm just disappointed that it's Joss Whedon who I've heard so many great stories about and who is. I think it's undeniable. His work is good. Maybe his work ethic has become a bit dodgy. Yeah. But anyway, we'll see how all that
0: plays out. But yeah, I'm excited for this Gotham show.
1: And we're back to it now. Um. (laughs) (laughs) We're back to it.
0: Yeah. What was the other thing? Um, I think Stargirl has been moved so far, but it's only uh, only on the CW now, which is interesting.
1: That happens with every show they do, doesn't it?
0: I think so. Yeah, DC (laughs) Universe, that streaming service is just, it's dead, I think, at this point.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that I know Australia is not the biggest company and it's going to be pretty niche if it was available here, but they didn't make it available everywhere, so, you know, yeah. oh. kind of shot themselves in the foot, I guess. It's a shame.
0: I think um, the only show... Actually, is Harley Quinn on HBO now? I think it might be. I think they're all going to HBO aside from Titans, mm. which is probably the big one, and that will probably go to HBO at this point anyway because it's probably. everywhere else in the rest of the world. But anyway, uh, yep, DC, you're doing stuff
1: good on you yeah at last i'm actually really happy for him i mean to be honest the cw has been churning them out for a long time and good on them yes but it's good to hear that they kind of seem to have a structure and plan and they're sticking with directors that they like and and producers so, you know matt reeves seems to be getting quite a big stake mm. into the whole batman world sort of thing which is good definitely yeah yeah big
0: fan of him and yeah it'll be interesting to see where Stargirl goes with this move yeah hopefully it doesn't affect the quality because i'm still yet to see it but uh
1: yeah we'll see where everything happens yeah i haven't continued to watch it but i think i'm following your philosophy of uh waiting until the season's done yeah because i I enjoyed what i saw but i just couldn't commit to it that's fair yeah until it's done i think it's
0: done next week okay yeah so i might go through it then we'll see there's so much coming out uh, over the next month Which is, is going to yeah. be fun We'll get to that later Because there's a new segment maybe uh, But first, let's ask <laughs> yeah. a question And it's quite fitting that we're asking this question On the 13th episode Because it is a oh? question that is quite regularly Spoken of around campfires You know, oh. with teens And they're telling their scary stories and Spooky And there's always this one story
1: Kumbaya <laughs> below by... Oh, not that one? <laughs> not that one <laughs> Okay.
0: Pretty close though. Uh, there's always this one story where one of the camp members is, is telling this this real story about them at home. Oh, just the house is empty. It's dark. The blinds are down. The lights are dimmed. They're walking around, maybe making themselves a late night snack or something. Mm. And suddenly the phone rings.
1: Oh boy! And
0: they go over to the phone. They're like, Oh, who could this be? Who's ringing at such a time? Who's ringing? Full stop. It's 2020. What's going on?
1: And they pick up the phone. Just text me, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they pick up the phone and you hear Michael Meyer's voice. Oh, shit. And he says,
1: what have you been consuming lately? And I can see you. I'm looking in the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so don't lie to me. <laughs> What's that snack you just made? I want some. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that is the question. What have you been consuming recently, Reese?
1: Oh, well, actually. Well, lately,
0: a- I always get that wrong.
1: I do, is there one that we've chosen, actually?
0: No. There used to be a definitive one in the, um, back when yeah. we had like run sheets for Nerd Out, when we were doing like, heaps of news and stuff. It, <laughs> it was always written one way, but I've forgotten it. Yeah,
1: so. I don't think it matters. It means the same thing. Mm. What, within a recent time period, have I consumed? Um, <laughs> well, the most recent one, I guess I'll start with that, was episode one of the new Netflix TV series, Warrior Nun. Ooh. And it's, uh, it's quite interesting. I kind of summed up my feelings about it on Facebook, where uh, it's a very good pilot, although it's probably not a pilot. It's, it probably went straight to series. But they set up a whole lot of great things within about 15 minutes. They've got fascinating characters who look like they're going to be the protagonists and the antagonists they've got a bit of a mystery about well how does this all work because it's kind of world building at the same time mm. and we'll follow that and it's got it's got the budget behind it because it's netflix they tend to look really good their shows and this is no exception and they played a billy eilish song and i'm really happy with that cool. um <laughs> it sets the tone really well uh i don't want to give too much away yeah because i think it's one of those things where it's worth just jumping in and watching it um but i will just wholeheartedly endorse it after the first episode. Very strong stuff. Mm-hmm. Lead actress, who I'm not sure on her name, Alba...
0: Alba Baptista. Yeah, Alba Baptista. Baptista.
1: Not quite related to... um, What's-his-face from Marvel. Oh, right, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. She is excellent. Mm. I'll give one thing away. It's got a lot of narration, but it's quite comic booky because it's based on a comic book. Yeah. And she delivers it perfectly. Like, her humour is... Almost um deadpan within the voiceover, even if she's putting on a bit putting a bit of a inflection in her voice. It's not just a livid monotone, but it's, it's you mm. know, very dry humor coming from her. It's really good stuff. Um there's a lot of excellent representation in there. Yes. For those of you who don't know, it's got a very much strong Spanish themes and I'm sure there's gonna be a Spanish thread running through it.
0: Yeah, it was entirely filmed in Spain as well, I think. Oh, awesome. It's one of the reasons I got really interested in it, yeah. And there's
1: uh no, I don't want to give it away. That was a nice it was a nice surprise for me, so I wanted it to be a surprise for other people. But okay. uh just check it out. I recommend it. One episode in, cool. really strong stuff. I'm sure it'll just get better.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the showrunner Simon Barry as well. He did um that sci fi continuum from oh, the okay, early two thousand tens, which I really liked, So yeah, I've
1: been interested in checking this one out mm. for a bit. Nice. Yes. What about yourself? What have you consumed recently or lately or since last week?
0: Um, Well, I uh, checked out the first couple episodes of the TV show Nosferatu because the second season just came out. Oh, right. It's spelled N-O-S-4-A-2. It's a number plate and it's based off the Joe Hill novel Nosferatu. I'm A big fan of Joe Hill, obviously. He also wrote Little Lock and Key, the adaptation of that came out earlier this year, Mm -hmm. to mixed reviews. Yeah. And this one, the first season came out last year, also to mixed reviews. I didn't check it out at the time because I was reading it. It's quite a lengthy book, actually. It took me a while to get through. I think it's like 800 pages or something. Oh, wow. But I read that last year and had this show waiting for consumption since then. And yeah, with the release Mm. of the second season, I went, look, six more weeks of lockdown, let's just do this. Let's just jump right in.
1: Thanks, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks. So I just saw the first episode, and I went, oh no, this isn't good.
1: Oh no. <laughs> and then
0: I saw the second episode, and I went, yeah, I'm not going to keep watching this. This is real bad. So, oh dear. Uh, the general premise is Zachary Quinto plays this guy called Charlie Manx, and he's got a car. He's got a wraith. A quite fancy looking Wraith Ooh. and the number plate is Nosferatu his deal is um, not to give it too much away but it's the first 10 minutes of the show you pretty much know what his deal is so it's not too much of a spoiler, he abducts kids in his car and takes them <sighs> to this place called Christmas Land
1: oh let's go,
0: yes yeah, quite an, <laughs> a lovely place and he's definitely not sapping their, their energy and changing the way he looks no of course he's
1: not he's given them gifts surely
0: (laughs) he's definitely not old when he abducts them and then young when he drops off in this place he's definitely not a vampire like nosferatu
1: (laughs) yeah i was about to say (laughs) (laughs) um or or what's his name from dracula the tv series (laughs) because yeah
0: exactly the book was really interesting it's more um dark fantasy than horror the tv show mm-hmm. obviously plays up the horror element quite a bit because you know there's the spooky music and the jump scares and all that which you would come to expect from something like this but the book wasn't really like that the book is more of a dark fantasy because there's also uh, a bunch of other characters like the main character of the book and the show of uh, vick mcqueen uh
1: that's a great name
0: yeah it is and she also has some other uh uh potentially otherworldly powers that she learns about Ooh. during the course of the opening episode mm-hmm. and it's almost a twist on the idea of mutants, but potentially it's magical. you never really know it like that they are born with these powers so it is more of a dark fantasy um story mm. and they capture the story really well in this mini series I th- well. In this series, I think, and a lot of the changes are quite good. You're introduced to Vic in the book as a 12-year-old, I think, and then halfway through it jumps to her in her late 20s, whereas in this, I think she's meant to be about 17, 18 for the entire series, which I think works quite well knowing what's coming up. I think that age works well. It, it doesn't really change too much, and it means that you can you, you know, have the same actress for the entire run of the show. Um She's played by Ashley Cummings and she's okay. I I haven't seen her in, in anything before. I think this is the breakout role. Hmm. And I think the material she's working with isn't particularly great. The script is lacking in everything. The dialogue is awful. Terribly written dialogue. <laughs> it's so bad. Like it, it yeah, really 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 bad. And you can tell that Zachary Quinto as well as Charlie Max, he's trying. He's really trying to make this this dialogue work but it's just it's just not it's just not happening
1: um and the fact that he has to try hard shows you something because he is a phenomenal actor
0: exactly yeah
1: yeah he's fantastic and it's
0: a shame because like aside from those two the rest of the cast as well just aren't very good and i i support obviously tv shows getting unknowns to fill their cast i think that's a great way for people to become popular actors a tv show it's a great idea but spending all your money on zachary quinto and then hiring nothing but unknowns who perhaps would have all been better as side character roles isn't a good way to do it i don't think Mm. because there is an obvious um incredible amount of talent with quinto and then everyone else it it just doesn't feel right like he's in scenes across from people who it does feel like their first role and you're like why is that person a main character it's just stuff like that mm. it's a bit of a mess i think they probably shouldn't have hired him even though he's great i think they just probably sh- should have spent their money
1: the contrast is too strong
0: yeah exactly so yeah it's just a messy show I really don't like the acting I really don't like the script writing I think it looks pretty good it's directed well the ideas and concepts that they've taken are pretty good and yeah it's just a bit of a mess I don't think Joe Hill is involved in this adaptation at all unlike Lock and Key which is you know probably be why Lock and Key is a bit better but yeah <laughs> we'll not be continuing <laughs> we'll not be continuing
1: with this oh dear so the official rating would be
0: probably one thumb down hmm Probably, yeah, about one thumb down. I don't think it gets the two because it does look quite good and they've taken the aspects really well. I like the changes. And look, maybe it gets better, but I'm not going to waste time on this and keep going. I don't think. That's fair enough. And it's a shame because it's also an AMC show. And I feel that way about pretty much every single AMC show since I dropped The Walking Dead. They haven't, like, their style of showmaking, I. I don't know what's happened, but they've gone downhill a lot in their original programs. I- I've heard that Into the Badlands is quite good, which is a um, a motorbike Western post-apocalyptic Mad Max show.
1: Oh, yeah, I've heard of that.
0: Yeah, but aside from that, everything I've seen from them since um, five years ago, I think, when I gave up The Walking Dead, was, uh, hasn't been <laughs> particularly great. So, it's a shame.
1: Would you say they peaked with Breaking Bad?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. Definitely.
1: <laughs> It's a shame. Are they making Better Call Saul? Oh, I think they would be. No, I think that's someone else. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But anyway. Well, I'd be surprised because it's a spin-off of Breaking
0: Bad. So. Mm, they're probably involved, yeah, in some way. I don't know. Oh, no, it's something on Amazon here in Australia. I think it does air on AMC in America. So that's probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that. That was very <laughs> disappointing. Have you got anything else?
1: There's that downer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've got... Uh, A huge list of things here, but I'll just quickly touch upon them. Mm -hmm. I mentioned last time that I recently bought a PlayStation 4 Pro, and um, I was downloading games that I'd previously purchased with my PlayStation account. Nice. And I just wanted to download them and test them out. So what I've got on this list is The Last of Us remastered, so it looks really nice. And I was a bit iffy about it at first because it feels kind of post-apocalyptic, a bit zombie-ish. And for those of you who don't know, I just can't get interested... In zombies, it just doesn't do it for me. Mm. But I really, really, really like Troy Baker. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing actor, and he's he's really good as um Joel.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And uh, Joel is one of those characters where you kind of like him, but sometimes you go, oh, I hate that I have to be this guy. He's so <laughs> cold. He's so tortured and whatever. And but it works. It works really well. I. It feels. I don't know, I I go from playing a bit of Star Wars Battlefront online and th- that game is just designed to be faster. And this, you kind of sneak around more, the running is even <laughs> slower, you know, designed to be slower than, yeah. than in that game. And I know that's odd to pick up on, but sometimes it does feel like a bit of a culture shock, but that's just because I'm playing something else at the same time. Mm. But it's really good so far. I don't really want to get into spoilers, even though this is the first game and it's, it's old now. But mild spoilers for this game, even though it's the old... Older one now of the two, but yeah, I just want to talk about it a little bit. I'm liking it. I like the characters. Um, I certainly can predict that he'll grow very affectionate towards Ellie and he'll start treating her like his daughter. So I can imagine there'll be a bit where either she'll accept that and, you know, (laughs) appreciate the protection she's getting during this post-apocalyptic dead world, or she'll be a bit more... I don't know, maybe she'll just say, Look, I'm my own person. I understand that maybe I feel that role for you, but you've got to treat me as as me, not as your daughter, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which I feel like it's been done before, but it depends how it's done. I might be really interested. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm invested. I started off not really into it and I was kind of playing it just so I can see what the hype was about and then maybe get number two if it goes on sale at some point or whatever. Mm. But no, I'm I'm a fan now, so that's good.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I really like the first one. I can see what you mean, like compared to Battlefront. Yeah, very different, very very different game style. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's. Fun. I, I can't remember how long the first one is. Probably twenty hours ish, maybe maybe even shorter. Oh,
1: nice. That means I've got plenty to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good one, and the the story it takes so many mm. twists and turns, and I still haven't started two, but very excited to do
1: that. Might do it during the week. There's so much mm. to do, though. We'll see. <laughs> yes, we'll, we will see. And the next two have got a similar sort of gameplay, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, this month on PlayStation Plus, uh, one of the three games that are available for free is Tomb Raider. Oh, yes. The more recent one.
0: Rise, I think. The second one,
1: I think. Rise,
0: yeah, it's Rise. Is it the one set in the snow, mainly? It's mainly in Russia, yeah. So far it is, yeah. Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, it starts off in the snow looks gorgeous on ps4 pro Mm. and it's a lot of fun i feel like a lot of people know tomb raider but basically if you couldn't pick up from the name it's an archaeologist lara croft and although it's got a little bit more intrigue to it this time around um with who is it trinity the organization
0: yeah the three reboot games are very much more uh, cinematic and nice. realistic compared to yeah. the, the 90s ones. Yeah,
1: so it's it's got a nice little storyline with her and then the um, antagonist trying to find the same thing as her. Uh, I'm not very far into any of these. Like I said, I downloaded them and tested if they worked, but played them for a bit. But I'm looking forward to seeing how that story goes because I've never really been the biggest Tomb Raider fan. I've recognised its impact on pop culture, but maybe it's because... It didn't have that kind of cinematic drive. Mm. I wasn't as invested, but now it does. Maybe I'll I'll be a bit more interested. So we'll we'll see how I go. Yeah, they're good. They're good games. Uh, another similar sort of game that I'm, I think is similar is Uncharted One. <laughs> oh, nice. Also remastered.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's the same company as uh, Last of Us
1: with Naughty Dog. Yeah, so yeah, and it's it's quite fun. Again, I think I'm only about. 40 minutes into this one So not very far at all Yeah But I quite like it Um, I'm more invested in the Tomb Raider story so far But (laughs) these games are very popular And I want to have played them before the movie comes out Yeah, the
0: first Uncharted is very... I don't want to say dated but you can tell that it's a playstation 2 game it plays very differently to a lot of stuff
1: it does and also some of the writing is very boys club kind of writing <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh good girl they said to, to a woman once when when it's like do you know how to use one of these when he hands a gun and she goes it's just like a camera you're pointing shoot right and he's like yeah good girl he's like don't flirt you're about <laughs> to be killed um yeah that first one is
0: I quite like it, but compared to 2, 3, and 4, it's 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 quite different. It's it's quite, yeah, uh, yeah it's a lot more dated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay, though. I'm, I'm having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun one. It looks really nice. And then one more. These are all remastered, by the way, because they're all available on PS4 Pro. Yeah. Uh, the Rocksteady Batman Arkham games. Mm. Um, so I downloaded the remaster. Actually, Arkham Knight wasn't remastered because that was... Two years old, three years old now, but not outdated in terms of the graphics. It still looks great. But the first two got major remastering done to them, and they're beautiful. Um, I kind of wish they'd updated the fighting style a little bit, because it feels a bit slow compared to Arkham Knight. Yeah. But I guess that's just what you get when they're changing the looks, not the gameplay. Um, I do want to put it out there, though. Anyone working for PlayStation or anyone working for the company that made Arkham Origins could you make that available on PS4 as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: people have been asking for that for a while. <laughs> it's yeah. a shame that that hasn't
1: gone up yet. I've been thinking about it, actually, because it wasn't incredibly well loved. Nah. Um, It also wasn't terrible either. <laughs> I think the problem mm. with it was, because I was, I was really thinking about why it could have been dis- disliked, and I think because it did nothing to further the story. The story of the other Arkham games is the story of Batman and Joker's relationship. And in this one, it would have been better, for example, if Batman's actions, like in a lot of the the stories, influenced the Joker to come along. But in this, he's already kind of fully formed as the Joker. Mm. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: true. Whereas the other two games, and again, spoilers, although these are quite old games now, but if you don't want to know about the Arkham series and you haven't played them yet, <laughs> skip ahead. It's all about how... The Joker's up to his evil antics, and they've been fighting each other on and off for years, and then he gets poisoned. Yep. And then in the second one, he basically poisons Batman, and then he dies. Mm. Massive spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) But he's still there because he's haunting Batman in the third uh, Rocksteady game. That's a nice, fluid arc, and obviously there are the much broader stories of all the other villains and other little references and stuff like that, which carry the game forward for longer than just telling that one thread one sorry thread but i feel like in arkham origins even though i really like it um it didn't have much to offer in that regard
0: yeah it did kind of feel like something just to put out in the middle of city and night yeah which is a shame it was a different
1: company wasn't it
0: yeah so it's different developers i think they're working on a dc game at
1: the moment i saw something about that i think it might be another batman one which i'm not gonna complain about i like batman
0: (laughs) I think they're taking over Batman and, and then Rocksteady might be doing a different superhero. Hopefully Superman. I've been, you know. Yeah. We need a Superman game. We need Superman anything. The last Superman thing yeah. was bad. Nah, no, nah, it was alright. No, it actually was bad. <laughs> Justice League was
1: bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think about how they'd do that. They need to involve Kryptonite, unfortunately. Um, maybe, <laughs> to maybe. weaken him, because then you can't yeah. you'd just be so strong. I, well, yeah...
0: I've, I've got a lot to say, but again, I think that will be an entire
1: episode. I feel like we need to do this, the pro and anti-Superman showdown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. He can be good. He could be really good. He's a great uh, symbol, but I feel like he's the kind of person who, in the group homework, delivers the presentation, but everyone else has done the work sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else saves the day, and then he shows up, chest puffed out, and goes, yes, I'm a hero. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah,
0: I don't know. All I'll say is they haven't made a proper Superman movie ever. I don't think any of the movies are what that character is. Like, they are, like, in terms of what I think Superman is based on the comics, none of the movies
1: have gotten it right. So, you know. Hmm. Interesting. I just feel like Superman's not that interesting. That's fair. <laughs> Anyway, um, so that's all the games that I've consumed. And by consumed, I haven't played them all, all the way through. Like I said, probably like an hour each or something like that. Mm. Uh, a little bit more on Last of Us because I played a few rounds of that, or a few sessions with that. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. Looking forward to using my new PlayStation more. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, what else have you consumed? Um, I'll
0: wrap up some things I was consuming last week. So I finished Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Got through all six episodes, and it's pretty good. I think the first episode is still the best one. I really like how it's presented, and the mm. mystery is mind-boggling. I think it truly is oh, wow. one that... Um, if you've seen it, email us. Let's talk about it. It's it's crazy. The rest of the series <laughs> I, is okay. They're pretty... I, I don't know. I don't want to say standard because it's obviously real life stuff that's happened that it has affected a lot of people, but there's nothing super out there for the rest of it. There is the UFO episode, but um, I don't think that was presented very well, <laughs> like the UFO episode.
1: That's funny. My colleague has been watching it and he said the exact same thing about the UFO episode. He really didn't think much of it.
0: Yeah, there's nothing. I don't know. Yeah, sure. It happened and a lot of people saw it. And <laughs> that probably means something did happen, but also the episode wasn't directed particularly well, I think, to make a, a good enough case yeah. for, for this. But yeah, mm. um, the last episode's pretty good though. That one's well done. So yeah, I think it's okay. The first episode's great. The rest is pretty good. It's a documentary that's come out at a time when there's nothing else to watch. So yeah, check it out if you want. <laughs>
1: I don't know what you mean, there's nothing else to watch. I've got a list that's so big, I pull out my hair whenever I look at it. There is a lot to watch, nah. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> Mainly because I'm behind on a lot of things. Mm. But,
0: yeah, I don't think I'll rate it. It's hard to rate documentaries. Uh, yeah. From a documentary-making perspective, I think, like, one thumb up. And that's probably, yeah, it's okay. I think it's pretty good. I'm interested to see if they do more with it, because I think um, a lot will happen. And also, if they do follow-up episodes, because each episode ends with, if you know anything about this, we'll contact these people, (laughs) um, because, you know, obviously the mysteries are unsolved. So if they do figure stuff out, it would be nice to see them do some updates, I think, which would be cool. I think they did that in the original
1: run of the show. Yeah. That's where my my distaste for reality TV and documentaries and stuff like that comes through, because it's so structured in my mind.
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely is.
1: (laughs) You said the same thing about Queer Eye, which is why you can't watch it, and that's completely fair enough, and I'm just thinking about this. It's like... Yeah, or that could all be fake. They could just be actors and you're just getting viewers. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is a case to be made for that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially with this. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, the other thing I finished was the book I was reading, Hearts in Atlantis by Stephen King. Got through that. All right. Uh, very good. Really, really good. I didn't mm-hmm. really know what to expect going into it. And the first story, which is um the one I talked about last week, it's called Low Men in Yellow Coats. Yes does make you think that the book is going to have more of a supernatural science fiction edge to it, but it really doesn't. That's the only one that's got anything otherworldly in this entire book. From that point onwards, there's the second novella, the title One Hearts in Atlantis, which is more of like a slice of life look at a uni student. Going to, to uni around the same time as the anti-war protests kind of started up. The start of the peace sign is like uh, oh. put in there as well. And that was really, really, really well written. I, I really enjoyed that one. And then there's three short stories that are kind of looking at the aftermath of the war and everything. And they were really good as well. I love how every story is connected. It technically is a short story slash novella collection. However, I think if you read any of these outside of the book they wouldn't have nearly as much impact as they do when you read them together and in this order the final one the second last one the final one is more of an epilogue to the first couple of stories but the final one why we're in vietnam is very powerful the ending is just like whoa it, it re- really punches you i think wow. so yeah i think it's i think it's excellent again alongside the five bloods Learned a lot about the Vietnam War out of these. Yeah, one of the wars I don't really know too much about. Mm. And also, yeah, the boomers—they did do some good stuff in terms of, you know, pushing the world forward. Well, yes, <laughs> some good stuff. Then they also smoked a lot. That's what I learned from this this book. They love they love the smoke. <laughs> it's a lot of smoking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was gonna make an actual good political point, but I think I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> oh just, you know, um I've I've heard this saying before, but the older you get you atrophy both physically and mentally and mm. I just feel like some people and it's the same with people our age, if you get too fixated on an idea you can't be open minded enough to change. Definitely. Um, I just feel like that happens. And also the whole boomer thing online is just a stereotype for a closed-minded person. (laughs) It is. It really is. Because my parents are boomers, and they're lovely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I think, uh, yeah, if you're over the age of 30, you're a boomer if
1: you're on the internet. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, boomer.
0: Um, (laughs) I'll probably watch the film soon. There is a film adaptation starring a very young... uh, Elijah Wood. Anton Yelchin oh wow one of his early roles and then also Anthony Hopkins is in it so I will watch it nice um yeah. I don't know how it works because I think they only adapt the supernatural story the coming of age one that I was talking about last week which is more of a dark tower spin-off that <laughs> fits in mm. this because of the characters I don't know how that movie is gonna work and it probably won't be great but I'm interested to see antony Yelchin as a as a youngin, I think, because he's a great performer. Mm. So, yeah, I'll check that out. But um, I would give the book two thumbs up. I think it's very underrated. I don't really know. I think I'm the only person I know who has read it. Um, And I've got many friends who are massive fans of King. But no one's read this one. So, I would say, Jan, if, if you're a fan, <laughs> check this one out. It's excellent.
1: So, two thumbs up. Yeah, excellent. Have you got anything else that you've consumed? Yeah, not really. How about you? Okay. Well, the last thing on my list is that I've finally gotten around to reading a few more issues of the um, Ultimates graphic novel collection that I bought earlier in the year. And uh, I continued reading the um, Iron Man Demon in a Bottle run. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Talking about things that haven't aged well. (laughs) Uh, And talking of Vietnam, actually. Mm -hmm. Vietnam, however you want to say it. Basically, one of these issues was the entire first Iron Man film only it was set in Vietnam and they were fighting communists as opposed to Arabs. Yeah. And I've got to say, I love the first Iron Man film. It's really good. But I watched it with my ex, who is Arab, and she could speak Arabic, obviously, and the Arabic in it is entirely wrong. Like, one, it's just random gibberish sentences, or it's almost the entirely opposite what they mean, Hmm. because there was a a bit where uh, the boss gets... uh, Oh, what's the doctor's name? I just read it earlier today. Jensen? Is that it? I think so. Um, who was helping Tony Stark when he's trapped in the cave? There was a, a bit where he says, So you will build these weapons for us. But apparently, what he actually said was something like, So you will be our friends. <laughs> Your nation will be our friends, or something like that. And it's just like, Oh, that's the opposite. And now that I know that, I'm a little bit uncomfortable about it. And I just feel like the same sort of story happened. In, in this comic as well. It was literally just, okay, so back then we were worried about these commies, as they kept calling them. Yeah. Whereas when Iron Man was made, it was much more common for America to be worried about the Middle East. So Definitely, they just yeah. took yeah. literally the same story, same characters. Tony Stark was trapped in the cave with Dr. Jensen. I believe it's Jensen. I think so. And, uh, but it was in Vietnam as opposed to... Yep. I suppose to the Middle East.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that yeah, that's Marvel for you. <laughs> that's that's what they do a lot. <laughs> this, this stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh and and the story before that was uh Iron Man at first going up against the submariner and then teaming up with him because uh the US has been a company Roxxon had been dumping a whole lot of waste on an island and it's been damaging the sea life and that island. Mm. Yeah, very much old-fashioned values. Um but still very interesting, and it's a great take on... I say a great take on Tony Stark. It is the take on Tony Stark. This is like the original yeah. Tony Stark. So it was it's quite fun. I am probably actually going to jump around. I was going to read this collection sequentially, so read Collection 1 and then Collection 2, but mm. um, I just want to get around to different art styles as well because uh, this art style is actually better than I used to give it credit for. I used to think it was a bit too blocky, a bit too... I don't want to say because it's a bit obvious but cartoonish in a way
0: <laughs> yeah i see what you mean though yeah
1: yeah i do enjoy reading it but i do want to get onto to some more subtle nuanced stuff plus i know i've got a j michael Straczynski run on spider-man and it's Ooh. very much praised so i definitely want to read that because i've never actually read any of his stuff i've seen some babylon five but i've never read anything that he's written so i want to check that out so i might jump to that next and just jump around this i know i've also got Secret Wars and stuff like that So I want to read these events (laughs) in Marvel history Secret
0: Wars is a fun one
1: You'll have a lot of fun with that one Yeah, Yeah. so I I want to read some of these events That have been talked about among Marvel fans And I was going to read it in order But I might just go, yeah, you know what, I'll jump around a little bit
0: Why not? I mean, I'm pretty sure they, they Yeah, because
1: it's the collections per character, right? So it wouldn't be Yeah Yeah I just kind of wanted to follow the 1, 2, 3, 4, 37 on my shelf. But I think I'll just, like you said, it's a collections book character, so I'll just, I'll read that. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. That was fun. And that's about it for me, actually. Mm. And my voice broke. Why the hell did my voice break? <laughs> it's
0: fine. That's about it for me.
1: <laughs> Here are your groceries, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah, not, yeah, okay. Awesome.
1: Sounds good. We've been doing a lot of reading, which I think is good as well. Hmm. I'm going, I'm actually trying to up my reading game mm. which is tricky when I've got the console right there and it's brand new and it's shiny. Oh yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Definitely yeah. But that being said, actually I would definitely recommend reading The Aftermath by Chuck Wendig. Um he's a good writer. It's a good Star Wars story. Actually, here's a good question. Anyone who's read the expanded universe of Star Wars or Legacy as it's now called or whatever Disney wants to call it. Yeah. I still consider it canon in in my my head. In sure. <laughs> my head canon. <laughs> Um, but anyone who's read those books, give me a recommendation on what to read next, because I, I love Star Wars Ooh. so much, but I feel like there's going to be a bit of a a pause for Star Wars, except for The Mandalorian next year at some point.
0: Yeah. Oh, this year, maybe? Is it this year? Maybe. I, th- I think they
1: said it might Ooh. be this year. I'm not sure. Oh, actually, I'm jumping around a bit here, but um, there's a great video that I will actually send to Sandra so I could post it on the Facebook page. Sure. It's... uh. Ludwig Göransson, who did the music for oh, yeah, the Mandalorian, this, yeah, yeah, in yeah. his studio, and it's him recording the theme. It's so cool. Mm. Actually, not just in his studio. He goes onto the, the set. He's sitting on one of the rocks with one of the landscapes behind him, and then they turn it off, and then it's just the screen that they use to, to film it. Yeah. It's really cool. He's a really cool dude. Yeah, definitely. And it's a great theme. So mm. uh, it's a great video. So, check that out. But, yeah, listeners, any recommendations on where to start on the expanded Star Wars yeah. universe? Um, I think I've mentioned it before. I've got the um, first two of the Han Solo trilogy by um, A.C. Yeah. Crispin. I'm going to read those.
0: They're good. They're really good. Yeah, they're really good. Mm. There's the um, Tatooine short story ones, which is about the bounty hunters, which is really good as well. They're fun. Ooh. There's the Darth. Yeah. Th- there's the. Well, not Darth Thrawn, but the Thrawn trilogy. Oh, yeah. A lot of people say to start with those. And we'll probably get emails saying start with those. I would say <laughs> they're very silly. So are they now? Maybe do hand solo first. Because <laughs> the ex the expanded universe, the older expanded universe from like the eighties and nineties, mm. went down some weird, weird rabbit holes. <laughs> like with Luke, 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 Luke Skywalker. <laughs> the tenth clone of Luke Skywalker or whatever that is, who's like a Sith or something.
1: Oh, <laughs> Shud. <laughs> I not know why I said that.
0: There's okay. so many silly holes they went through, but they're pretty fun. Okay. Um, I would say the Plagius, Darth Plagius novel. Oh, okay, yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I think they're rewriting that. Yeah, okay. They're turning it into something or a comic book or something. They're bringing it back, I think, which is cool.
1: Well, yeah, they're starting to... I don't know why they don't just use the original stories, but they're starting to reinterpret them so they fit in with the current canon. Yeah. So we've had a new Thrawn story. Yeah, and Rebels. Which is official.
0: They're bringing back um, Reven, I think, from Knights of the Old Republic in a comic?
1: Or maybe... (laughs) I can't remember. Yeah. That's cool.
0: There's also um, the High Republic stuff, which was meant to be out by now. I think that got delayed, but I'm keen to get around that.
1: Yeah, the first book... I don't think it's too far away. I think it might be November. So it was delayed, but it'll still be this year. Yeah, I'm keen to get into that as well. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see like... I don't know why they didn't just consider the EU canon. <laughs> In the same yeah. way that that Marvel, I don't know, it's like they rejected everything previous to what they did with The Force Awakens, whereas at least Marvel Studios just said, those stories exist, but we're just going to take from them and tell our stories on screen. Yeah. And it just, it seemed much more friendly than, nope, we're here, we own it now, everything is out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for it. the movies. <laughs> yeah.
0: It does seem like they kind of, Going back
1: on Some of that now I don't know It's strange I think they need more confidence By the way <laughs> Yeah I think that's my big problem With the sequel trilogy They saw some backlashes And they thought "Oh, Let's go to Tumblr To get the ideas That the fans would want And that's exactly what I thought That's who I thought Wrote Rise of Skywalker Yeah um, Not to say I hated it I <laughs> do like that movie a lot Yeah But just Some of the ideas was You only did that Because people wanted that Tell your own story <laughs> Yeah
0: uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with everything else, but I'm, it's, yeah, we'll see.
1: <laughs> we will. So far, let's just turn to the Mandalorian for some Star Wars goodness. <laughs> yeah,
0: Mandalorian. And, and... Obi-Wan eventually. Obi-Wan eventually, Clone Wars final season, still got to watch it, heard great things.
1: Yeah, well, I've I've got to catch up.
0: High Republic looks really cool. I like the designs for the comics. So, yeah.
1: I'm interested, because it's meant to be books, comics... And then they might take those ideas and expand it into, like, digital media and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, there's um, one hardcore novel, a young reader's novel, and then a young adult novel, and Uh then two comic book runs, one for younger readers, one for older readers. And then I think they were going to do... Crossovers with the other comics, see how that goes. Oh no, they won't do crossovers because it's set before everything. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I think it might be an animated TV show or something they were thinking of, Mm. which could be cool. So yeah, it kind of seems like, yeah, they're going to test the waters and then make something out of it, which is a cool idea.
1: Yeah. And then, and then Doctor Who decided to do the Time Lord Victorious, which is books, comic books, big finish audios. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Richard Armitage has been cast in it. Oh, really? Do you know who he's playing? The Master? Rassilon. Oh, that's even cooler. So pretty close, but yeah. Yeah. I think it is cooler, actually. That's cool. This could be controversial, but I think the Master's been overdone.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, give him a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the Daleks? I liked
0: him in Series 12, but yeah, let's give him a break.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I thought Sasha Dwan was awesome. I just think there's not much you can do with the master. I just think it's the opposite of the doctor. Yeah.
0: What I'm really sick of with the master is how every story ends with him.
1: I'm with, the master.
0: <laughs> with, yeah, like with you thinking he's dead. And then it's like, haha, I escaped in this elaborate way. And I'm like, okay, great. Is this again, <laughs> every time.
1: <laughs> uh, to the point where in time flight, which by the way, I think is a good story. Sure. Um, but to the point where the doctor goes, oh, so you escaped from... Oh, and you... I had the planet in my head just a second ago. Um, but anyway, you escaped from the previous planet that I encountered you on. It's like, yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Castrovalva, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Well, the,
0: the Doctor in Master story is like a cat and mouse sort of thing. Yeah. But I think the reason why a lot of cat and mouse things work is because they end. Like killing eve as the show works because you know that eventually probably season five
1: she's gonna kill Eve.
0: something i don't know anything about the show, by the way. <laughs> um something yeah like will happen and they'll capture each other yeah. or they'll become best friends or something who's
1: the lead in that show
0: uh i can't remember i've only seen the first season um i'm to get back on noise. okay
1: it's very popular it's good
0: i like it I know, uh, what's, who's the showrunner? Phoebe Waller-Bridge? She wrote oh. on No Time to Die because of the show, and I think that's very good, because it, it, it does have that. Uh, it's Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer are the two leads. And they're really good. Yeah, I, I do need to get back onto that show. But anyway,
1: <laughs> speaking it's of... Yet another thing.
0: Getting back onto shows, it's time for a new segment called <laughs> We've talked about what we're We've talked about what we've consumed recently, but what about what we want to consume in the
1: future? <laughs> it's a good seg- good segment, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I know you're laughing, but it's actually kind of good. It's half of what my movie list consists of at the end of year episodes. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it official.
0: <laughs> What's some stuff that you're keen to check out maybe in the next week or two?
1: Well, uh, I'm definitely going to stick with Warrior Nun, so I want to see the rest of that. Um I already went on record as saying, after months and months of going, oh, will I read it first? Will I get the games and play it first? I'm going to watch The Witcher, basically because mm-hmm. I'm already paying for Netflix so I don't have to buy the books or the games <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> to to get the story. Uh, so I want to watch some of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Some of them is basically just finish off shows I've started, but there were a few things that appeared on some of the streaming services that I'm subscribed to, some movies that have come out that I also like to check out can't think of them off the top of my head but i do believe you've got something that you'd you'd like to mention so yeah what would you like to watch sandra yeah a couple movies
0: uh, it dropped on netflix the other day but charlie's theron's the old guard i really want to check out i've read the comic it's based off and i think it's quite good Ooh. it's basically um superheroes that have been around for years and they're immortal and it's set now and stuff happens they're gonna save the world it looks really cool uh,
1: <laughs> i like how many uh adaptations of i suppose smaller comics are being done mm. and by that i just mean not marvel or dc exactly because <laughs> yeah. warrior nuns a, a comic as much as a, as far as i understand
0: yeah warrior nun is um umbrella academy obviously that's coming back that's dark horse i think lock and key they are doing a lot of comic book stuff aren't they yeah good on
1: them yeah I kind of like it. Yeah. Not just the big ones is what I'm I'm happy about. Yeah. Although I do really like obviously the bigger stuff. Of Batman's course. a classic Marvel I'm obsessed with, so <laughs> Yeah, of course.
0: But yeah. Um so yeah, I'm really keen to check that one out. And then also on Stan uh this movie called Relic came out which premiered at festivals I think at the start of the year, got rave reviews and um has gone straight to streaming, which oh, I'm wow. excited to do. It it it, it looks like uh, quite a spooky time <laughs> So I'm keen to check that out I think it's about spooky. um, it's about uh, Someone with dementia maybe An older person with dementia And then the dementia itself being sh- Kind of shown in the form of a monster It's kind of like an allegory Sort of thing nice. Which I like, I'm keen to check that
1: out Oh there we go, I've just opened Stan It's the first thing to pop up <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's great. It's either the thing that they are pushing the most, or they're listening to us.
1: Yeah. Hi, guys. (laughs) Oh, I've just seen Swallow on there as well, and we mentioned that when um, Ben Volchok guested on our uh, 10th episode.
0: Nice. Um,
1: Yeah, watch it if you want.
0: I don't know. It's all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just just noticed it, and it sounded familiar, and then I remembered why, and then I had flashbacks to Butt Boy. Yeah. I really don't know how I feel about that movie. I like it's a well-made movie, but I just it's not my cup of tea usually. Mm. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> but I'm happy that I gave it a chance, and I'm happy that you two sort of convinced me. It didn't take too much doing. <laughs> We're going to do the episode anyway, and we chose to do it. But I'm glad that I expanded my viewing horizons a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a fun film. I think.
0: Yeah, it was good. I, <laughs> I liked
1: it a lot. I always <laughs> I say something positive about it, and then I retract it, and then I go, "God, it was so." But I don't want to be harsh. I go weird because <laughs> it wasn't badly made at all, and it was, it was a really well expanded idea from what was essentially a comedy sketch. They they succeeded at making it a feature film. Definitely,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: But it's also not enjoyable. Like <laughs> the subject matter isn't enjoyable. It was enjoyable to watch. I had fun. There were good jokes. The cast was excellent. It looked good. The music was great. Yeah, <laughs> like, there are so many good bits about it, but it's not. It's not your traditional film.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think this... Because I watch a lot of these stuff and it seems like this was, like, one of your first ones. And that was... I, it was. I think that was my reaction when I started watching weird films like this, was it's not enjoyable, but it was good.
1: Well, if it's yeah. well-made, it's well-made. You can't deny it. Definitely, exactly. Unlike Avatar, Ugh. the James Cameron film, that wasn't well-made or enjoyable. Of course, it's terrible. I was trying to think of, like, a Hollywood version of it, because... I'm actually going to say it. A lot of Michael Bay films, they're well made. They look good. Sure, yeah. But there's no plot and he's a bit of a sleaze and yeah. I don't enjoy other parts of it.
0: <laughs> the cinematography I'm never really a big fan of. Or maybe the editing.
1: One of the two. Yeah.
0: But everything else is good.
1: Only so many times you could watch a slow motion explosion. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, oh, the um Sixer Underground with Ryan Reynolds was edited oh. like a YouTube video. Was it? <laughs> they cut all of the silence of like uh, dialogue scenes out. So Ryan Reynolds would say something, take a breath while turning his head, which they would completely oh, cut and then say something no. else. <laughs> oh, it was no. really
1: bad. <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you meant, but oh God, that would be so clunky in a professional production. Yeah, it was really weird. I do love though That he's on screen Twice <laughs> Yes Like that great little bit Where he's doing A silly behind the scenes video And you could see him doing it <laughs> Yeah Yeah That's so funny
0: Oh speaking of us re- Reviewing things together Though I think I will try
1: And do some Warrior Nun During the week Oh yeah Don't know if I'll finish it It's good I'm going to watch episode 2 As soon as we're done actually Nice um, It's that good I want to see more Awesome
0: Yeah I my... might How long are the episodes? About an hour? Uh...
1: uh 40
0: I think Oh cool Yeah I can probably get through that Before yeah. the end
1: of the week We'll see
0: i'm not working (laughs) have fun but i've got a lot of edit yeah so so we'll see
1: i've got stuff to edit too
0: and that is this week's segment of hey what should we watch (laughs) yeah (laughs) if if you've got suggestions feedback.nerdout at all at (laughs) feedback.nerdout at gmail.com is our email address you can also message us both on our instagram accounts links in descriptions or the facebook Mm. page is also there as well
1: we should do the ultimate crossover of no doubt at oldie.com <laughs> at com. <oldie.com>.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Agreed. that would be pretty funny. Uh speaking of oldie but a goodie, that is my other show and this week we re- we are reviewing The Muppets Take Manhattan.
1: Ooh. So check
0: that out if you want. Episode 80, but 20 away from number 100. It's time to light the lights. Yes, it's time to put on some music. <laughs>
1: Will we continue with that? I'm not sure. <laughs> Can't remember the rest of the thing. No, it's <laughs> It's time to light the light. It's time to play the music. It's time for the Something Something a Muppet Show tonight. Yeah, something like that. Sorry, Rob.
0: It's a good show. Also, the new Muppet Show is coming out in
1: two weeks as well.
0: Wow, there's so much stuff coming out in two weeks. There is. <laughs> Umbrella Academy, The Boys,
1: Muppets now. Whoa, it's all dropping. <laughs> um, I haven't seen The Boys, but I decided to watch... The bloopers for it for some reason.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw those. That's so good. Yeah, it
1: is. I'm not here for the show. I'm just here for a good blooper reel. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's such a serious show, and then they just break characters off. Yeah. Uh, you have to, I reckon. When you're doing something like that, you just have to be a bit silly. Yeah. I did a play called The Caucasian Chalk Circle. It's got moments of humour, subtle humour, but it's it's a three-hour-long play, Oof. and it's quite serious. And so in in rehearsal when we could stop and laugh we certainly stopped and laughed <laughs> yeah yeah definitely
0: yeah a play especially I, oh, I don't know how yeah. you guys do it <sighs> <It'd> be hard <laughs> just like memorising all those lines as well
1: good thing was it was a massive ensemble so we all had small small uh, roles each which made it a bit easier but still just keeping on top of it keeping it interesting for the audience was tough mm, for sure yeah <laughs> no offence to the to the writer but uh yeah <laughs> mm, yeah fair <laughs> Um. Wait, you're wrapping up the show, aren't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we're pretty much done, though. I think we can probably yeah. just say goodbye at this point, and um, we'll see you next week. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll, let's talk about no doubt consuming or no doubt consumption or no doubt consumed <laughs> after <laughs> the uh, yeah. after the theme plays. But we might make an announcement next week. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, why
1: not? And it will be before episode 15, so my uh, deadline will be met. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> we'll see you next week. And we until then make sure you keep nerding out. And spin off if you want. Still optional.
1: It is optional. I mean it's it's a lot to do both, to be honest. It is. Especially in these trying times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see ya.